People who achieve everything they set out to do in life are masters of protecting their time. How do they do it? That's this week on the Fuse Chamber podcast. You're listening to the Fuse Chamber podcast, where you get the elite mindsets and skills to ignite your voice and build your audience. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and I want to help you live the life you really want. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining. It's great to have you here. Now, if you're serious about achieving massive things in your life, you have to aggressively protect and plan your time. So let me share some ideas for doing that. But first, let's remember why we're here to create the next generation of leaders in arts, business, and community. To create an elite tribe of powerful, successful professionals who redefine how artists and entrepreneurs can do what they really want to do with their lives, full of passion and without compromise. I'll show you who you have to become in order to win, and I'll be here to inspire you each and every week so that you stay inspired and stay driven. This investment of 15 minutes a week will create habits that forever change your life and career. How many times in a day or week do you find yourself saying, but I have to? One of the secrets of performance, and I by no means wrote this one, is that the quantity of things you say no to compared to the things that you say yes to is the most important thing in time management. I also didn't invent this one. The time is your most precious resource, and you should protect it and use it as such. Now, this is all really easy to say. It's a little more difficult to do. So let's examine the mindsets and habits that go behind this very important performance technique. Time is becoming a more and more precious resource as our society comes to expect that we can jam more into a day. The more technology we embrace, the more our expectations of speed increases to the point of the unthinkable. The general pace of life is noticeably quicker than it was even 20 years ago. Transactions are completed in an instant. Overnight delivery is the expected norm, as are 10, 12, or even 14-hour workdays. So this leaves precious room for the things that are equally important but don't get their fair shake in society, like creativity, health, and relaxation. And yet, somehow, it doesn't seem like we're getting that much more done in a day. It certainly doesn't seem like we're heading towards the promised land of automation, which was more time for ourselves as we let machines and artificial intelligence do the routine stuff for us. One of the main reasons for this is that we continue to increase our sense of obligation, our notion of the things that we have to do. The first thing we have to embrace is that your time is your own, and if you don't protect it, no one else is going to help you do it. So it's therefore really important to make a stand about how your time gets spent and used, especially without your express permission. One of the areas where this is painfully true is television. If you're looking to cut some time in your daily schedule, you should examine how much time you spend on TV and other mindless entertainment. Now, Entertainment can be a good thing, once in a while. But if it's occupying two or three hours of your day or more, that's time you will probably wish you could reclaim when you reach the end of your life. Television offers no important social opportunities, very little in the way of learning and education, and almost nothing in terms of improving your station in life. 
It's mindless, aimless entertainment designed largely to keep you glued to the screen and watching advertising. Now, not to say that it's completely useless, but for the most part, it doesn't make your life any better. Now, there's also some areas where we need coaching in letting go. Think about all the things you're doing today and how many of those could have been outsourced or delegated to somebody else or even put off altogether. Now, sure, this one might cost you a little bit of money, but believe it or not, money's not the most precious resource. Time is. And if you treat money like it's scarce, it changes the way you show up in the world. So I highly encourage you to think about whether or not investing in help in these areas might actually pay off big time. See, because you can always earn more money, but you can't earn more time, can you? So whether it's your housekeeping, simple chores, around-the-house tasks, handiwork, doing the taxes, doing the finances, grocery shopping, there's a great many things that you can, if you have the resources, outsource to other people. Now, you also have to watch out for that sense of obligation at work. That's a big one. It's okay for you to question the use of your time. It's okay to insist that meetings be half an hour not an hour by default. It's okay to insist that some functions can be performed remotely or from home or not at all. It's okay to find shortcuts or ways to automate or entirely avoid tasks. I see the most important mindset that you can take is that that time is yours and nobody gets to dictate how it gets used but you. Now let this trickle into your work life. This is kind of hard because you think, well, I'm collecting a paycheck, I got to do what they tell me. Well, you don't need to be rude or arrogant about it, but it's okay to let others know that your time is really valuable to you. So I always start my week with the words in my head, protect your time. And that's all the reminder that I need to be vigilant and put the effort into protecting my time. You should also examine your headspace around the things in life that you must do. Try cutting back on certain obligations. See if anyone actually notices the difference. Because too often, we make assumptions about what we must do, and those assumptions can often be proven false. So let's try this. Let's do it together. We begin with the mindset that this week, I must protect my time. Then, select or create at least one idea from the following categories and implement it right away. And like everything else, guys, start small until you've developed this as a foundational habit and then build and improve it from there. Don't try to cut 20 hours of obligations and commitments in one shot. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So here's the first category, things you can optimize or leverage. Hiring people to handle routine tasks where there's no value in you doing it, but it takes up half an hour of your weekly time or more. That could be house cleaning, yard work, repairs, accounting, research, cooking, laundry, errands, shopping, anything that requires active attention, but doesn't add any value to your health, happiness, family, or career. Now, if money's an object, you can trade services. If you'll be working from home on a project anyway, you could babysit the neighbor's kids or babysit their pets, and then they can clean your rain gutters for you. You could also share or split tasks with other people. One area where I lost a lot of time is being unwilling to ask for help. Do you get that? If you can at least divide and conquer, you can save a lot of effort and time. So if you have a team at work or beyond, try to assign yourself the tasks that you're highly capable at and enjoy doing where possible and let others do the same. This reduces the balance of the ugly, time-sucking work, which can also be split fairly and equally among team members, by the way. But this requires letting go of the sense that only you can do the job properly. You have to be able to trust others and allow them to do their best work. The highest performers know this, 
Everyone else refuses to believe it. So you have got to take this on from a mindset perspective, and then you have to build it into a habit. Look, you could also combine tasks. So you probably know that I write when I iron, and I listen to audiobooks when I drive, or I take on conference calls during my commute. I brainstorm article ideas while I eat lunch. Just make sure that you're not trying to multitask, especially multiple things that require focus. At least one of the two tasks that you're combining should be mindless, meaning that it's routine and automatic. You don't have to think about it. Now in category two, these are the things that you can altogether say no to or cut out. The first one, useless and redundant meetings. In my work calendar, I generally fill up whatever white space is left in my calendar for the day or the next two days with time blocks that I label focus work so that people can't rummage through my calendar and include me in meetings just for fun. Now, if you do get invited to a meeting, it's okay to ask what value you'll be adding and then saying, I have an important session to prepare for, like right after or right before. So I can offer you 20 minutes at that time. Would that be enough? Or do you want to reschedule for next week? you'd be surprised how people respond to you. Now, any and all forms of useless entertainment and distraction, I already mentioned we should let them go. So television, surfing the internet, stalking people on social media, and video games provide no value almost whatsoever, and they're just designed to attract and addict you. So learn how to pull away and refuse them. Now, a healthy social life is important, but accepting invitations five days a week will eat up your valuable time. So once or twice a week should be enough of a budget to maintain friendships, try new things, and enjoy a social life. Because listen, as you become more successful and you're locked into your purpose and vision, you're going to start wanting more of your time back to work on the things that are most important to you. Now a note, you should never spend time on people who only talk about themselves and their problems, looking for sympathy or looking for support over and over especially if they seek your advice and support and then they don't implement it and they repeat the same pattern next week. Yes, be available for friends and family, especially in times of need, but be very, very selective about the quality of people and conversations that you allow into your life because they can be poisonous. Another thing you can cut back on is worrying. Thinking about the future, either best or worst case scenarios, is either fantasizing or it's obsessing. Now, you might need a little bit of it, and a long drive to work is a great time to indulge. But anxiety can often stun people into inaction. The best way to protect against negative outcomes in your life is not by worrying, but to act decisively against them. Worrying buys you nothing. Daydreaming is also a form of avoiding reality, so if you allow that into your life, be sure to constrain the amount of time you spend on it. And finally, all non-essential commitments that don't add to your fulfillment or well-being. Experience is food for creativity, but there are a lot of areas where people will ask for your time and help. And the temptation is to be afraid to say no for fear that you'll be negatively judged. However, you have got to balance your community and charitable commitments with the important work of fulfilling your vision. If you are not at your most, at your best, then what have you really got to offer other people? Your best bet is to agree to help people with things that are aligned to your purpose, so things that grow your skills and experience in your chosen field. Now look, it can be really difficult to say no, and it goes against our nature to not give freely of our time, but you have to preserve 
and protect it. Without even knowing it, people will take up all of your free time before you know it, and you have nothing left for yourselves. Now, you have to balance and rebalance constantly so that nothing important is neglected. And this requires constant focus and discipline, but it's an important one to foster and develop. You will never regret the time that you spend protecting your time. Folks, thanks for listening. You can reach out at FuseChamber.com or find me on Twitter at FuseChamber. Come in for some more insight and coaching next week.